There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi, I'm Nicholas Brendan, and you're listening to the Buffy Back Issue Ben. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Ben, the show where we go through all of the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And this week we're stepping away from Buffy and Angel. And instead we're going to talk about Willow. Yeah, I was going to say and canon and chronologically. That's not true, we aren't. It's not in canon? Of course it is. Oh. No, this follows up very well and concisely. Oh. Like, why are we talking about this then? I was so confused. Wasted my time reading. <laughs> we are getting our first ever Willow miniseries. And so far the only Willow miniseries, but still. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. The character deserving of a mini. Yeah, and I liked this one because it furthered the main story that's been going along. What's interesting about this, and something that's really interesting about the season as a whole, like even though Buffy and Angel don't cross over together, their stories are very closely intertwined. Yeah, and I guess I liked that this woven elements, obviously, because Willow was in both of them, it woven elements from both of their worlds and problems and yeah it makes the world feel more connected than it has in a lot of years like probably not since uh, i don't know buffy season five angel season two when they were both on the wb was that when willow went over there also she did it later on but yeah her first no not her first crossover her second crossover when she went to the hyperion yes first crossover was on the phone with cordelia i remember that it's very exciting when harmony was there yeah yeah, good times. But this arc is co-written by Jeff Parker and Christos Gage, who's currently writing, or when I say currently, I mean where we are, writing Angel and Faith, and currently where reality is, writing Buffy Season 11. Oh, cool. With pencils by Brian Ching. So, if you last remember, we last saw Willow when she was leaving Korta. yeah. Right? Dimension hopping with Angel. Yep, and she was continuing on to other worlds and realms to try and find the magic to bring back to the Earth. Yeah, she left Angel. She's like, go now. There are other worlds than these. And she went and found some. Wasn't the reference. Oh. Look, if the Dark Tower movie isn't going to do Dark Tower references, I have to fill in for it. Okay. I only read that first book. I read more. We have Willow inner monologuing about how the world needs magic again and how... Things are terrible. There's rainbows that only have two colors. Suicide rates are up. Little kids don't have inspiration anymore to draw things on the sidewalk. Music is terrible. Coke doesn't taste as good anymore or get you as high. I don't think that it meant that kind of Coke. Well, for as skinny as she is, I don't think she's drinking it. Maybe she is. Diet Coke. Ooh, Coke Zero. Yeah. Does that still exist? I don't. I haven't drank soda in a long time. I couldn't tell you. Anyway, so... Willow's like, everything's falling apart. So here I go with the broken piece of the scythe and I'm off to go fix things. She needs to find a world that has enough magic that she can kind of siphon it over. So she does what anybody would do and she casts a spell. I was going to say she draws a pentagram? It's just a star inside of a bigger star. Inside of a pentagram. Willow is trying to do a divining spell to find out where the source of magic that she can use could possibly be. So she spits on her pentagram and fire explodes from it. And then she says, follow the hellish brick road. I got that reference. Yeah, because there's a... um, It's like in those Fidelity commercials when the bright green line shows you where you're going. It's like that, except it's a fiery yellow line. Yeah, and Willow has to follow said line to the magic. But she's attacked by demons that look like skulls with bat wings on them and they shoot fire out of their mouths. You know what that actually looks like? That turtles artist? Eric Talbot? Yeah. 
It does kind of look like some something Talbot would do, yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay. Fun fact, a thing reminded you of another thing. Willow's trying to fight off these weird skull, fire-breathing, winged things. And this giant worm comes up with, like, three rows of teeth. Well, I like this. Willow uses this one spell, and she's going to use it a few times. At least the art will show it's the same spell. Sometimes what she says is the spell is a different spell, but hey, who needs consistency? Not me. And she's attacked by one of the worms from Dune or Beetlejuice. (laughs) I've never seen Beetlejuice. It was always on... But you've seen Dune? I have no idea what that is. Is it a movie? It's a series of books by Frank Herbert and then a movie. Okay. Well, there you go. I can't think of what this makes me think of, but Beetlejuice reminds me of ABC Family's like 31 Days of Hall of October Halloween. They used to show all the Halloween movies. Do you remember okay. that? No. Okay. I didn't have cable. But as Willow is about to be eaten by this giant worm, someone sets one of the skull bats on fire, and the worm jumps up and grabs that because it turns out they prefer their meals cooked. Who wouldn't if you were a giant unseeing worm thing that had three rows of teeth? And we meet Merrick. He's just a guy with a ram horns and a overbite. Yeah. Or is that an underbite? That's an underbite. His bottom row of teeth are showing and they're all pointy and crap. Yeah. We don't know basic things. I'm not sure what that one is. Anyway. Demon um, bite. We see him from far away. He's like, no, that can't be her. He knows who she is. He does. And also we find out very quickly that he is from the same world as Willow. And Willow very astutely points out that she hasn't ever met a conjurer who was half animal, half man, who lived on Earth normally. And he just kind of brushes it off. He doesn't say anything it's really. Like, yeah, it's a big place. Yeah, he doesn't even Deal do that. She's like, I don't remember it. And he's like, dark magic made me look like this. Moving on. Yeah, not conspicuous at all. He's definitely not a guy we know. But we find out that he's been stuck in this particular world because he was getting supplies, also not suspicious, to bring back to Earth when the seed was destroyed and the portals were closed. And he's like, I've been stuck here forever. Can we fix this problem? Willow's like, that's what I'm here to do. We should team up. And also we should control all the magic and rule Earth together as father and son. That doesn't work here. Not at all. Also, I like that Willow has created a handy carrying system for the side, so she can, like, sling it over her back. Yeah, it's on a string. It is on a string. It's kind of like a yoga mat on a string. I feel like Willow would like that. They have that? Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah, like handles. Anyway. I'd rather she had a hobo bindle. Bindle? That's what it's called. Bundle? No, it's called a bindle. Is it really? Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, stereotypical, like, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sick. Yeah, it's called a bindle. That's a fun word. Bindle. Bindle. Willow doesn't have a bindle. She has a string. She she has a scythe and a dude. A dude with horns. And so she's like, I'm following this path to go figure out where all of the magic in this world lives. And he's like, sounds good. I'll come with you too. And as they go on their merry way. She's following one of the beams to the tower. She's not. She's following one of her divining spells. Okay, fine. Fidelity lines. (laughs) They're going to lead her to the nearest branch. (laughs) And as they're walking along, they're attacked by a giant monster that pops out from under the ground. He has 12 eyes, a giant mouth, and he's... Imagine Slimer, but now make him a demon bug. Boom. Done. Wow, that was a good description. Right? Yeah. That ain't bad. I still can't think of what the other thing looks like. It's some... There's some movie that is, like, 
coming into my head that I can see. Dune or Beetlejuice. I have never seen either of those. It was probably with you that I saw this movie. How many movies did I watch where there are giant those sightless worms that come out of the ground and start to eat things? Those giant worms from the Hobbit movies that made tunnels? Oh, maybe. Oh, that might be it. Hmm. I think we have stumbled upon it. I like to not give you many clues and then have you guess movies until they, <laughs> until <laughs> until they come clicks. to me. But Willow shoots the exact same spell as before with a different incantation. Lama Frigus. It's, but it's literally the exact same spell. Yeah. Yeah, just... The exact same blue lighty thing. That she's shooting out of her hand in the exact same way. Yeah. And her flama can't pierce his hide. Merrick starts to try to attack said thing. With his own magic. Yeah, it doesn't work. Instead, the giant weird thing laughs at them. He has a weird laugh. It's like, yer, 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 yer. Okay, I've heard you laugh like that sometimes. Don't say yer, 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 yer. That you know of. I do the, like, single crabapple, huh? I giggle or I go straight from the belly. Yes. Those are it's my... just like a bunch of the ha's strung together. So you know I think something's funny. Ha! Yes, that is true. It's so distinctive in a movie theater. I know. Uh. I don't like it. <laughs> it's involuntary. <laughs> well, it's more than when you involuntarily yell, What? What? There's only one sometimes. <laughs> oh, he still has the string on it. I like that that's sticking around. Merrick distracts the creature while Willa creates a spell to suspend him in the air, unable to attack them, and Merrick's like, hey, let me see your scythe on a string for a quick sec. Willa's like, okay, yeah, let's see what's going to be wrong here, and he stabs the thing in the face. And Willa's really upset because she's like, that spell was going to hold him for six hours, like, we would have had time. And Merrick's like, we gotta eat. So instead they roast some piece of it over an open fire, and they're like, there's a lot of random teeth. And eyeballs. Ew. Also, I thought this was kind of weird and out of character. Like, when has Willow ever been, let's not kill the demon? Yeah. Except for that one weird episode with the Native American spirit. Okay, but we have been getting a lot of references all along, and they will become more pronounced as we continue on, that Willow is trying very hard to not become Bad Willow. Dark Willow. Dark Willow. Because if you all Bad Willow is a better name. (laughs) I don't want to become my other persona. Bad Willow. Yeah. Doesn't sound as imposing as Dark Willow. Oh, okay. We've had a lot of references to Willow being like, I don't want to turn into that version of me. Because I just did it like half a tick ago and then Angel had to bite me. Right, like things don't go well. So she's very cautious because she doesn't have anybody that she trusts to bring her back from it. And so this is another one of those instances where she wants to stay far away from the death gore situation if possible. Despite the many demons that she's killed. Yeah. And the two of them continue on following the fiery line of divination to a pool of water. And they drink from it and they hallucinate a bunch. Well, first Willow decides that it's not poisonous because she has a magic amulet. Sounds pretty awesome. But when they drink from it, they have all these really terrible memories that come to each of them. Yeah. Well, they're not all terrible, which is weird. It's a mix. No, they're not all terrible, but they're like important defining Sometimes not great moments. Yeah, we have very early on, I guess it episode two or three, where Willow's talking to Buffy. She's like, yeah, you're the Slayer and we're like the Slayerettes. That would be a better name. Than the Scoobies? The Slayerettes? Yes. It's not like they belong on Broadway. They could go with the Rockettes and the Slayerettes. Yeah, so how good. I'm so glad you got there because I couldn't remember the name of the Rockettes. The Rockettes? I used to want to be a Rockette, but I'm not tall enough by like eight inches. <laughs> 
My dance teacher was a rocket. Uh, we see other moments from Willow's life. We see her hacking into random computer systems in the late 90s, which is totally impossible with Xander. Oz turning into a werewolf. Rack getting her high for the first time. Tara dying in her arms. And nudie shenanigans with Alwyn, the snake lady. Yep. And Willow's like, that was not the most fun thing that's ever happened. And then this green caterpillar dressed in armor dude shows up smoking smoking a pipe pipe. that means we spent too much time together puff puff goes the caterpillar and she's like this reminds me of alice in wonderland and you're some kind of weird ripoff he's like uh lewis carroll ripped him off of me and then said a line that i thought you would enjoy i hear when you swig the really good absinthe gives you a peek over to this land look absinthe isn't as powerful as people like to play it up Back in the day it was. Not now. No, but you are legitimately the only person I've ever met who's ever had absinthe, so. I've had it all over the place. I know. I know you have. I said you were the only person I've ever met who's had it. The first time I had it, I was in New Orleans. Mm. Well, there you go. I was also staggeringly drunk. Then I did karaoke. Mm, You must have been (laughs) staggering. Oh, yeah. It was was a sight, I'm sure. Yes. I don't really know what to say to that. So wanna, thus we continue on. Want to drink some absinthe and sing karaoke? I'm okay. I'll watch you do it. All right. I've sung karaoke without any alcohol. Ooh, now that's brave. <laughs> what else are you supposed to do? But he's like, yeah, I can't help you out so much. The source of magic isn't here. Keep following along your merry way. Um, hey, just so we're clear, I'm going to speak in riddles and light and dark are intertwined. And also take some of this water just for good measure. Caterpillar out. You might want some. And then, right as they're about to go on their merry way, the mother of the thing that they killed before shows up. The giant Slimer bug. But she's like real giant this time. The other one was, let's say, eight feet tall. This one's closer to... 20. Yeah. And it's not happy. It's not yuring it up. No. It's kiarling it up. Yes. That is exactly what it's doing. I read it. Dying slowly. <laughs> and they start to run away, and Willow fires her first spell for the second or third time, depending on how you're counting it. Same one. The Scudo. The totally ineffective one that didn't damage the eight-foot one is going to apparently kill the mommy. It doesn't. And so Willow and Merrick run away, and then Willow goes, Oh no, I forgot about the caterpillar guy. Favorite part is that we never actually get a name for him. He will forever be known as the caterpillar guy. But turns out that he can't be eaten, so good for him. He's safe. Yeah, he has a cocoon that protects him. And then he said, bet you wish you had a cocoon. <laughs> he's a little snarky. Well, he's been drinking the acid, wa- the absinthe water. I guess so. And smoking his pipe. I bet that's just not regular tobacco. Willow's trying to do something. Merrick gets eaten by the bug thing, giant. And snarky little caterpillar guy just goes... I hope that was a quick kill spell to spare him. And instead, Willow had a I'm going to explode in your mouth spell. Yeah, it's like she used him as a grenade that she threw inside of the monster. It was effective. Yeah, because its entire head blows up and Merrick is covered with guts and so is Willow. It's real gross. But Willow uses some more fancy magic, cleans up the pool, gives herself a new outfit. And offers to clean up Merrick a bit so he can look like his old way. He's like, no, no, no. Let's not be doing that. You don't know me. I didn't catch that particular reference. I got all the others, but that one didn't click until right now. Huh. Oh, where he's like, no, no, don't make me look normal. Yeah, that's funny. 
Because we're definitely not acquainted. So Willow and Merrick continue on their way, following the path with some extra fancy magic memory water with them, just in case. And they get attacked by a flock of blackbirds. Blackbirds singing in the meadow. Is that your karaoke song? No, I think it was Pearl Jam. And they're being attacked by nightmares. And I really like this a lot because this is calling back to Angel Season 5. Illyria mentions that nightmares used to be like physical things that walked the earth. And like she was like, I wonder who they consulted so to be relegated just inside of people's heads. It was a really cool idea. And we get to see it actually visualized here for the first time. Yeah. So So good job with continuity, book. Right. And if the blackbirds touch you, they aren't really birds. But if the blackbirds touch you, then you start living the dream that it was. And it's not necessarily a nightmare, although most of them are. Yeah, sometimes there's a sexy nurse dream. Maybe it was Buffy's. Doubt it. It could have been. That's what I thought. Because he's like, I got stuck in a sexy nurse dream. Do you remember the sexy nurse dream Buffy had? No, but it could have been. When she was intertwined with Spike and Angel, and she was dressed as a nurse. Oh, I just tried to block that whole thing out. It probably was then. Willow was touched by one of them, and she has a dream where Xander and Don don't have faces, but then she quickly escapes. So yay. Yeah, and we find out that Merrick can breathe fire. Handy skill. It is. And he starts burning all of the nightmares after he escaped the sexy nurse dream. Yeah, but they're in this weird shadow land, and they're trying to figure out what's going on, why they'd be led into here. And all of a sudden, they hear something behind them that might have been a hiss. And we see a snake tail. Slither away, and Merrick is grabbed. Oh no, not Merrick. We know him so well. That was poor Yorick. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well. Wow. Shakespeare. The Yorick I went to is why the last man, but he was named for that character. I went to the original Yorick. Why does no one name their child Yorick? Think about that. Because it's a stupid name. Yorick? Yeah. Yorick. It's kind of fun to say that. Yorick. Yorick. Anyway. (laughs) And it turns out Merrick has been grabbed by Alowen. How do we not actually reveal that yet? I got distracted by Yorick. Oh yeah, who is still nude as can be with some tastefully placed hair. Mm. And Merrick's like, quick, get her! And Willow starts making out with her. He's like, not what I meant. Not at all, really. But continue if you must. And thus, Willow and Alowen are very happy to see each other. Alowen has shown up actually not alone, but with three other witches, one of whom looks like Poison Ivy. Another one who has giant wings and is vaguely gray. And then another one is a centaur. Yeah. So life is good there. And they're like, hey, come back to this awesome place where we've got all these other lady witches and everything's super cool there and we'll definitely help put you on your path. They formed a super coven. Yeah. And it looks lovely. Picturesque, fountains, very unlike the rest of the world that they're in. And they have a deeper well there, just like that one that housed Illyria, except this one is more of a physical well with a bunch of... Pretty water. And really nice. Yeah. It seems much more less spa-like. T- less toomey. Yes. And they're like, oh, what's that thing you're carrying on a string? That scythe. Let's fix that for you. So and they fix that. They fix it up, and now it looks identical to the way Frey's looked. A.K.A. the blade is all red now. It used to be the old scythe was mostly red with a silver edge to it. Yeah, and now it's identical to what Frey's had, even though... That got kind of retconned away when Buffy went into the future, and then Phrase didn't look like Phrase anymore. It looked like the other one, but whatever, who cares? Yeah, we just keep looking Me! Because I'm doing continuity. I know. And Willow takes the side. She's like, this is nifty. Going home. 
and she cuts a hole in reality and she cuts over to Buffy season nine of some dialogue that we're going to be seeing relatively soon in the show. Where Buffy is talking to Xander and Don and Xander and Don are trying to talk about Buffy's feelings. Yeah, they're trying to feelings towards Dowling to not set Buffy up with Dowling, but to convince Buffy of her attraction to Dowling or lack thereof, whatever. And Buffy and Xander both have faces, but Dawn turns towards Willow and there's nothing there. Maybe this is foreshadowing. Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe the artist just forgot to draw a face. Maybe. That was funnier. Which would be a better option, that I know. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, oh yeah, forgot that face. That was a rough one. And the portal closes and Willow's like, hey. Where did everything go? And Alan's like, I should have told you. I tried everything to get back to you. We can't get back to Earth because there's no magic on Earth and you need the magic to make the connection work. So you're stuck here. With us in the super coven. But you have a pretty new scythe. In a super coven. And Willow freaks the hell out as she starts cutting holes open in reality. And they're like, can you stop that so you don't end everything? You're kind of known for that. You know, details, details. But we do find that Willow is well known in the super coven and she's somewhat of a hero. And like, we'll help you. And Merrick's like, that's a bunch of crap. We got to get out of here. Cut your super whore coven stuff out. They're like, um, language. And they banish him forever. And he flies away. And what is this flying sound effect? Thrum! <laughs> and Willow's upset. And Elwyn's like, hey, you know what? Let's just go to bed. We'll deal with it in the morning. And worst case scenario, if you can't get back, time will pass. And you'll find yourself happy here. And you're more than welcome to stay here forever. That's also not foreshadowing at all, so there you go. The next day, Willow wakes up and she starts learning about this super coven, and they have all kinds of cool stuff. Like, she can grow gills and swim underwater. And be a fish for a while. And learn about woman power, and she can drink all of their special wine that gets her drunk but not hungover. But in each of these things, there's a glimpse of kind of a deeper understanding that Willow gets just for a second, and then it goes away. Like, having gills is awesome! Yeah, but every time it's like she's just on the verge of figuring something out and then she comes back to reality. She was like, oh, I should go try and help my friends. They're like, nah, don't worry about it. Deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, they're like, but let me show you this cute little octopus thing. Willow is pulling a Jesus and walking on water when she finds some adorable octopuses. And she's like, I want one of those. Octopi. What does she want to name him? She wants to name him. Mr. Octopus Fantasticus. Which is kind of like what she wanted to name Tara's kitty, Kitty Fantastico. And then Don killed it with a crossbow. Let's not dwell on that. And all of the Fantasticus octopuses turn into a giant big one. And Willow's like, oh no. But then she holds hands with Aloin and it goes away. Yeah, basically they beat it back with their combined powers. Then they go hang out on a beach for a while with a campfire at night. And we see the inside of Willow's dream space. And she acknowledges that it's a dream because she has boob clouds covering her tastefully. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a nightmare comes at her, yelling at her. It's like, ah, Willow, Willow. And in the nightmare winged thing, we see Merrick's face. And she's like, stop looking at my cloud boobs. And he's like, I'm not here to look at you. I'm here to warn you because they're just going to keep you there forever. You're losing sight of what you needed to do. You needed to go home. Do you remember that now? And they're definitely just ensnaring you. Entrapment. And she's like, that's not real. They really want me here. 
Like, you're lying to me. Don't worry about it. I'm definitely not following a trickster. Wait a minute. And she looks down, and all she sees is her reflection in the side. It's all a lie. Dun, dun, dun. And Alwyn snatches it away from her. She's like, you won't be needing this anymore. And Willow's like, give me back my side. Also, I have some magic water that maybe I should take a sip of right now. And Alwyn's like, I wouldn't. And Willow takes a big old swig of the magic water. And she sees all of her friends and enemies, and I can't quite identify everyone in this picture. Is that Oz? Yeah. Is he wearing a leather cup? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I recognize Buffy's roommate, and mm-hmm. then we have the Felicia Day Slayer, what was her name, Bi, I think. Mm-hmm. Giles, Angel, Kennedy, Xander, Simone's there for some reason. Yeah. Faith, Angel, Buffy, Don, Spike, and then two girls. They must be Slayers. One of them's probably tara is that tara is that supposed that, to be anya like that one's tara or is that anya i can't tell but that one's closer to tara's hair color yeah and then something that we've had an interesting art choice here and i wanted to wait until we got here when willow drank her water the last time like the biggest figure in all of that was oz turning into a werewolf and then we get this full page spread here who's front and center not like buffy or kennedy or tara but oz is the most prominent figure why is oz in her brain so much i don't know they broke up years ago and and... he's kind of standing apart from everybody like he is legitimately the most important yeah it's odd i mean not that i mind oz i like oz but it's just weird that it's been represented that her dream space has oz as like the most prominent thing right but yeah i don't know it's just weird that oz keeps being front and center Mm -hmm. and alowin's like that's what you get for drinking the water willow's like oh my god i've totally been shirting my responsibility shirking shirking skirting i mean you can skirt around it i guess yeah why not sure that's what you meant and she's like i have to go and alowin's like why don't you stay i'm definitely not a trickster isn't that why you chose me in the first place yeah she's like you don't need to justify yourself like we want you to be here with us and to be powerful and to have the magic and and everything's cool like well it's like all i've been doing is having sex and drinking and alowin's like yeah right kind of awesome but instead Willow figures out pretty quickly that the divination spell that she cast was also a trickster. That really it was Alwyn who had changed the direction of the spell so that it would lead Willow to her, not so that it would lead Willow to the source of magic. So Willow pieces out, goes back to Merrick. She's like, all right, buddy, let's get out of here, old chap. Yeah, she's like, so turns out you were right. Not great, but whatever. It's like, I ate a lot of the nightmares. They're real gross. And so she casts a new divination spell, but this time, instead of trying to control the magic, she lets the magic tell her what to do. This is the first time we're kind of see this. We're going to get into it more later, mostly over on the angel side of things. But of magic as almost a being Mm -hmm. and not just a tool. But they get into a portal that takes them to another place. Called the liminal dimension. Where they're looking for the magic. Merrick also is really not thrilled with willow's new roll with it attitude he really wants willow to try to shape the magic to her own needs and he's like that's what i do it works great let's keep doing what i do she's like but the dark magic he's like there's a thing as dark magic do you have dark science it's just how you use it so they're in this new liminal place we do have dark science do we dolly the sheep is unnatural i saw dolly did you Oh, neat. She lives in Edinburgh. Actually, she's dead. I was going to say, is that she so dead by now? So she's taxidermied in Edinburgh. Gross. 
Well, I saw her. I took pictures with her because I like Dolly. That's also dark science. Taxidermy. Oh, poor Dolly. It's dead. Anyway, liminal is a fancy word, but this world is exactly what it means. Yeah, Willow takes another swig from her magic water, and she's approached by a figure. And it's Dark Willow, who has come out of her body, I guess. They're talking. And regular Willow's like, there can't be two of us. She's like, why? Isn't that what you think I am? Something that isn't you, and we're not just the same person? Okay, actually, she says it much more succinctly, and she just says, well, duh. Oh. But yes, that is the whole point. I over-explained it. And Dark Willow (laughs) says to regular Willow, look, I don't exist. You're just Willow. Just sometimes you go a bit off the deep end. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And Willow's like, wait, come back. Because Dark Willow now fades and pops into Willow, as it were. And she's like, I still have questions. And Merrick's like, talking to yourself. She's like, you don't know the half of it. (laughs) She's like, but we're going to. mostly talking at myself, but yeah. She's like, I like this magic here. It's more internal, more fun to work with. It's less explosive. And Merrick's like, this is just dumb. Then he bear hugs her. Yes. Which is very invasive. I want you to channel some of the magic that I just found because liminal means a boundary. He says, you got to give a little to get a little. And Willow freaks out. She's like, I've heard that weird catchphrase before. Actually, what does she yell? Goddess, I can't believe I didn't see it. And then he calls her Strawberry. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Merrack is just a regular old rack. Yeah. Because like, he didn't even really change his name. He just added something to it. Mer. Yeah. And for those who don't remember Rack, this was the guy who was Willow's magic drug dealer that Willow supposedly killed. But now he's not dead. And also Warren's not dead anymore. So I guess Willow didn't kill anyone and she's off the hook. Yay. That's a lot easier to explain away now, isn't it? I don't actually think that was intentional. I think no, it's, I don't either. <laughs> I just think it's funny that both of the people Willow killed aren't dead anymore. I guess Warren's dead now that his Amy skin went away. Melted? Yeah. Yeah, it was gross. And now he's a puddle. Ew. So Willow and Merrick immediately battle because what else do you do when you meet your former drug dealer who you thought was your guide in a different dimension to try to get you back home? Yeah, they have a nice old Harry Potter fight. Pew, 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 pew. Magic lasers. That's the same noise that you use for every fight. So I'm glad that you added the magic lasers on the end, just so we'd know. <laughs> and Merrick mocks her. He's like, you're still the same little junkie you used to be. How else could you find me in all of a million random dimensions at the time that you needed a magic fix the most? You're not doing this for the world. You're doing this for you, you funky junkie. And she's like, you are wrong on so many levels. I'm not funky at all. She's like, I thought I squashed you like a leech. And we find out that he was just in a coma for a month. Yeah. I have control over myself now. You can't do anything. He's like, oh yeah, then why are your eyes black? And she's like, oh, what? He's like, haha, just kidding. Magic. And importantly, he grabs the scythe. He's like, you're not going to use this, but I will. And he opens up a dimension to magic. Yeah. So we see something. Where the magic lives. Kind of like. I don't know. The inside of a brain, almost. It's kind of like some of Ditko's art in the Doctor Strange days. Or that. Or Kirby doing the microverse. And Willow's like, I can feel the power, but it's not overtaking me. It's part of me. Life is good. So the two of them magic battle it out a little bit. And they both run away into the magical dimension. And now they start fighting on top of these, like, 
space arteries, tentacles. Almost. Yeah, they're probably they look like tentacles, but I think that they're arteries leading to the heart of the magic. Yeah. And so Willow embraces both her dark and her light side and starts to fight with Rack. And then all of a sudden these little pink bubbles start showing up saying Rack, 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 Rack. And then uh, Rack is attacked by the white blood cells and he's pulled away and killed. So it's kind of like if Willow morphed with the magic school bus. That's what we just got. Oh, like the time the magic school bus went inside that kid and they're like, he ate too many carrots and that's why he's orange. Arnold? You remember that specifically? Wasn't his name Arnold? I have no idea. I don't know. I remember that like, they passed like a thing of chewed up gum. This is literally the only episode of Magic School Bus that's locked in my brain. <laughs> but then Willow's like, don't eat me, white blood cells. And the magic starts talking to her like, nah, he was a cancer. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So just so we're clear, Rack actually gets totally eaten by the white blood cells. He is now officially dead. Again. Again. The magic talks it out to Willow that, like, you understand the connection of, you know, dark and light and you're not being selfish anymore. This isn't just for you. And because you're being such a super lady, we're going to send you back home with enough magic to start over. Yeah, but it's not so easy as, poof, the magic is back and everything's fine again. It's that Willow is carrying the magic with her and now she needs to spread it wherever she goes. She's like the Johnny Appleseed of magics. She is. Good analogy. And they send her back to Earth. She gets to take her fun new scythe. And she's back in San Francisco. And on her way to go find the Scoobies, she realizes that she has a chance to start to spread a little bit of magic. And she sees that same kid that we saw at the beginning with his sidewalk chalk without any fun things that he's saying to draw. And all of a sudden, he gets an idea as she walks past. And he just starts creating. And thus, Willow has started to bring magic back to the world. It's good. We probably need it. Yeah, I liked this one. I liked it because it was a cool way of continuing the story, but focusing on Willow. The Spike one felt kind of like we were taken out of our main storyline to go play with Spike a little bit, whereas this one feels like we're continuing our story. Yeah, this one was more about pushing things forward. The Spike one was more about taking something away. Yeah, it was more like... Like, we gotta get rid of this bug ship. The point of the Spike one was to get him back on Earth, which is not... An unimportant oh, point. It's the point just, was to get rid of the bugs, I think. Yeah, I think it was like to get rid of the whole baggage thing that now he's back and he can't escape on a bug ship anymore and that's fine. But I liked that this one continued pieces that we'd seen in both Buffy and Angel and kept it going forward. I mean, the tough side of comics compared to a TV show is you don't have as much time to devote to individual characters. So having Willow be front and center makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and also this would be a weird thing for Willow to exposition in a different comic later on and just be like hey guys sorry i was gone so long fixed your scythe things happened do you remember alowen no okay do you remember rack oh he's not alive anymore bye he was but i didn't kill him this time the magic did (laughs) sure the magic got him you don't sound crazy but yeah overall this is a good one and really i'm looking forward to the rest of this season there can't be a ton left. We got two left on both sides. Yeah. Or two arcs left, I should say. And they're both good. They're solid. Which is nice, because especially on the Buffy side, we had kind of a rocky start, but we're going to finish strong. Well, there you go. They stuck the landing. Or they're going to. We're not there yet. And the Angel stuff's been pretty good consistently, so hey. So hey, there you go. We're back next week for... Angel. Angel. Yeah. You know what's up next week? 
Angel. That. Oh. Yeah. We may or may not have a piece of original art from the next arc. Yeah. We do. One. But yeah, if you want to find the show, you can head over to editorsnotecomics.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to get the show a week early, take a dollar, give it to us over on patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics, and you'll get the show a week early every single week. Yeah. Or if you want to hear my other show, you get that show a day early. That's a news and topical one where I talk about things yep. with another guy. Right. True. It's not you. It's not me. Sometimes I yell down at you, too. Yeah. For all the things that I have to cut. Yeah. And then you have to cut those parts, too, because yeah. I yell down. That show is heavily edited at times. Yeah. This one less, so. Huh. Funny how that is. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want to reach out to us, it can be found at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Do you have a thought? A thing we should do differently? A criticism? A compliment? Mostly those. Um, in your email, don't forget to remind Zach to tell me that that email happened, because I don't know. They usually tell you. Sometimes tell me. Okay. Sometimes you tell me while we're on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we're on iTunes and YouTube. If you could rate the show, help other people find it. I'd like to see more reviews over there. We don't have enough. Mm. It just, you know, help other people discover us, which was always good. Yeah. And it would help us stay consistent and be the more popular show of the two that I do. Are we more popular right now? I think right now we're winning. Yes. All I ever want to do is beat the other show. <laughs> Some months the other show does better. Sometimes we do better. I think this month we're doing better. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Angel in jolly old England. We'll see you then. Bye.